live and wondering if coach firings comes in threes. It's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Yeah, there's at least three. I, you hmm. know, we could get to four, maybe five. I, it might be six. We could do groups. Yeah, yeah. Raise your voice. Let's just do the entire Eastern Conference, just to be safe. Just Probably. No. That's probably for the best. Yeah. Well, we'll talk more about that later, but hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast. The podcast didn't have a vote in these elections either. Damn it. You they never care. asked not us even, anything. Not, not even one. Not even one. Not even one. Jesus. After all we've done. How long have we been doing this? Exactly. Not even we've been around though. longer than the CAMPL and CSB. Yes. Hello. Yes. And we've spent a hell of a lot more money than CSB. <laughs> let me tell you. Mm. Probably. Those towers didn't build themselves. Exactly. Exactly. Architects mm. charge a lot. Let me tell you. Holy crap. And have you seen the price of carrots after inflation? Holy fuck, Kristen. I don't know how you're even around. Just I bought into carrot futures early. Let me tell you, the carrot market, man. Uh, well played. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On this week's show, we review a pretty poor performance from TFC, discuss the CSA elections, preview the Voyagers Cup quarterfinals, yay, and more. Now this week's panel. The true dedicated TFC fan, welcome Duncan Fletcher. Yeah. I was there through the thick and the thin, the the rain and the uh, the wind and whatever the rest of the song is. Yep, I'm there. <clears throat> whatever the rest of the song is. Yes. Through the wind and the rain <laughs> and whatever the fuck the rest of it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Magical. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Special. This week's dedicated Campiel fan... Say hello to Mark Hinckley. Oh, yeah. I'm fucking ultra shit today and this week. Two matches this week? Come on. I know. I'm drunk with football, apparently. <laughs> or at least we'll be drunk with football. I don't I don't know what the... Uh, are you pre-drunk? Content. Are you pre-drinking? You're pre-drinking before. Well, I got I to gotta train for this, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you're probably just tipsy right now. If football tipsy, you're going to be drunk. Must be, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you abstained on the weekend, right? So, yeah, well, you, you sacrifice, right? You got to give some yeah. to get some, and, and I gave, so I'm going to get. I wish this metaphor was not just soccer. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, let's uh, let's see if I've got regrets come next week. Let's do this. Oh, we'll talk about it. Don't you worry. Um, considering giving up on football altogether, Tony can't be with us this week. He's sad. Mm. I thought this was supposed to be parody, Kristen. <laughs> I mean, you know, every good parody has a kernel of truth, right? So, I feel if he was such a good negotiator, he'd be able to negotiate himself some time off to record a podcast. Mm. Mm. Fair, fair, good yeah. point. Mm. 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 Good things. Good thing his bosses don't listen to our show, or do they? <laughs> Um, as for me, I wasn't even a fair weather fan this weekend. I am the worst, uh, but I am also your host, Kristen Knowles. And now to our show. 
All right. Well, first up, as always, is what's been happening. And we are going to start with the not very exciting TFC's grand fall. Ah, it wasn't that grand. They're lost to the T-terrorists. And most of us, between Mark and myself, we saw a complete match. But Duncan, as the stalwart of us, was there in person paying close attention to turning his keen analytical mind to what was happening on the pitch. Duncan. Person to the entire 90-odd minutes, absolutely, yes. Yes. Do, t- do tell us what you thought of the match. Um, it was pretty crap, really. Uh, you know, obviously, <laughs> defensively, I guess they weren't terrible, except for that moment when Rosted really was terrible. That to one oh. of the uh, but, you know, aside from that, it was, yeah, okay. But, I mean, again, they just got have fucking nothing going forward. Um, and, you know, the, the whole nothing just happened slowly enough that occasionally, all right, well, you know, if Larry and Bernie have got the ball, but what are they going to do with it? Not much because, you know, the defense is very much set and ready to go and, um, yeah, the, the whole thing was just uh, uninspiring. And, yeah, you, you've got to say it of, uh, you, you watch Insigne out there and, uh, yeah, he, he just looks like he's, uh, oh, my God, what have I done? <laughs> oh, no, does he have he's, that face already? Oh, no. His body language does not scream having the time of his life. I hope he enjoys it when he opens his paycheck, at least, because um, he doesn't look like he's enjoying his football. Well, he's he'll get at least one more Leaf playoff game. Yeah. Well, Bernie. Bernie well, no, that's true. He goes too. Yeah, yeah. It's a good point. Mm. I think so. Yeah, that Rostead stake was, or just unfortunateness was. Yeah, as well. It was unfortunate because Sean Johnson, he again kept them in that match, um, but you know the 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 the, the late the right before the game loss of, of Matt Hedges and Shane mm. O'Neill again, serviceable did a decent job. He wasn't terrible. Um, yeah. I think that's the thing. Like nobody was awful. They just weren't very good. Do you know what I mean? Like, does that make sense the way I'm presenting that? Yeah. I mean, I, I would definitely categorize. Uh, yeah. That seems about right. O'Neill, sure, didn't really stand out to me as doing anything wrong or what have you. And you know, most of them didn't, but it's just, yeah, you're not really doing much, really. Like, it wasn't yeah. much of a spark. No, no. And yes, yeah, so a few times, you know, nothing was really happening. Uh, sort of Bernie would just decide to shoot. And it's just like the most kind of like ridiculous, yeah. feeble, unthreatening. All right, nothing's happening from here. Um, you know, Insigne, I feel, I mean, he's obviously, you know, he was kind of out there on the, uh, the the left wing. He obviously was constantly looking to put back on his his right foot and what have you. And I think that's where it's kind of crying out for a fucking left back who'd be sort of overlapping and what have you, kind of like Richard Larea does it on yeah. the right foot. Um, whether it's just that, uh, you know, Kobe Franklin has been like, specifically told, nope, don't you stay back. Richard Larea can do this, but only one of you, not both of you. 
or you know, if it's more about, all right, well, you know, he's a young kid, so we can't really expect him to be doing anything. So just concentrate on the defense right now. Exactly what it is is there, there was no real like overlapping threat that would have made things yeah. easier for Insignia on the left, and then just yeah, he he didn't look. You know, I, I never got the impression it's like, oh, he's got the ball there. Something's about to happen here. It's just yeah, no, not at all. You no, make a good point no. about Franklin, though. Like I was, I that that that. Yeah, I did sort of notice that, like, especially, you know, towards the the latter half of the second, the, the start of the, of the, or the latter half of the first, the start of the second, because, like, he has the ability, we've seen him, we've seen him further up the pitch in other matches, now he hasn't played a ton, but now he's just due to massive injuries, right, like, he's getting time, um, that was a bit surprising, but also, Actually, I was sort of pleasantly surprised, um, at least with the insertion of uh, Diamande in the in the second, much earlier than I expected to see him, and certainly much earlier than the week before. Um, but yeah, again, didn't seem to really have much going. Now it's his first, his first real minutes in what two months? Um, Pretty much, yeah, but. Yeah, he didn't do much. I mean, I don't feel like Sapong did much in this game either. No. Like, just no one really uh, got anything so, going. Like, so then, other than other than the loss of Matt Hedges between two matches, and that can't be the reason, again, if it is so many problems. Um, what happened between last week and this week? Because last week, you know, last week's show, we were talking about, like, that competent, complete game effort, nice match from everybody like top to bottom and for the most part all the same players now they are playing a much better team as much as i hate to heap praise on anything bruce arena does because i don't like him at all he's not a likable person um and it's the t terrorists and you know fuck them but are they just that much better did bob bradley just seriously get his ass handed to him from a coaching standpoint like i'm just struggling with this one in terms of comparison comparison um over the course of the two matches i don't feel like they are like i don't i don't feel like they have a style like it's yeah this this, this just always feels like a a work in progress in the sense that there is progress and there it is, they are working on it, but it just kind of feels like we have this general idea of what we want to do and then improvise everything else as like, just if, if Insigne is out of position, but he's got the ball, fuck it. He's going to shoot it guys, you know, get you, keep your head. Yeah. That thing's that thing's Head on a swivel. Play. Yeah, exactly. Like, and and there's there's nothing wrong with that because I mean, you, you kind of want those the guys with the resume of talent, shall we say, to to do those things. But it's not really a structure, uh, and and also like like a bad Bruce Arena team still makes the playoffs. Like, like yeah, he's he's unaffable as as the man is. Some bitch gets it done. And that's I really wishes he wouldn't. Um, so I just kind of feel like uh I think it was a combination of 
the work in progress is still clearly a work in progress. It also shows that defensively, this is nowhere near the final product because if you can be absent one person and look weak. Like they really are almost like, like it really, it, it like forget hinging on Michael Browley. Although again, Jesus Christ, I, 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 and I feel so bizarre saying this, Michael Bradley, please get well because the midfield desperately needs you. Yeah. Um, holy shit. Yeah. But man, just get, get well soon again, please. Yeah. Like also too, like watching like the, 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 the first, cause I watched the first 65 minutes of the game. Um, like Toronto didn't look bad. Like they, they had plenty of opportunities on in the final third shots went over the bar shots went wide the post some just hit the goalie right in his hands as they were just floating there in front of him like not the greatest of shots but it wasn't like it was a lack of opportunity it wasn't like there was a lack of production at the front end like just they weren't they weren't very robust attacking and their defense had serious laps like i mean it was it was an end-to-end game for the most part, from what I saw. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a terrible game. It was just a bad result that they kind of deserved to to have levied on them. Like they did get outplayed. Mm-hmm. So then, all of this nice to see oh, Joseph at least. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Oh, so okay, Duncan, because you were there. Now, when I was watching, I I heard a cheer from the crowd on the broadcast very much um, so what what was what was the reception like actually i have a better question Dun- duncan if you don't mind mm. do you remember when you started clapping and how many minutes have lapsed <laughs> when you stopped clapping <laughs> i think that's the question i need to know that you know what that's a better question you're yeah. right mark thank you for for stepping in and i just uh, i just i this is what people want they want that experience true. of the match and and Journalism's finest, Duncan, would be the exact person to give us the real scoop. This so, is yeah. true. Um, I, I feel like I uh, sort of stood up to applaud him, you know, just just before we came on and uh, sort of probably gave it a good like, 20 to 30 seconds. And I would say that's pretty representative of the stadium as a whole. He got a, a very warm welcome and said, oh, that's nice. Yeah, okay. And then like, no one really cared that much about him afterwards. It wasn't like, uh, holy fucking shit, this guy, we absolutely love him. The crowd's going crazy. But it was just like, oh, shit, this guy. Yeah, we remember him. Yes. Oh, can applaud him. Good for you, Josie. Yeah, we like you. But, you know, it was, there was a definite uh, appreciation for him. Yeah, I, I do like the the idea of holy fucking shit, like people losing their mind. My God, he's back! <laughs> my 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 biggest concern was, my God, he's back and he's about to get injured. So <laughs> I'm glad he didn't. Legit, glad he didn't. But uh, I'm also glad he didn't score. Oh, I mean, you know what? If he'd if he'd have scored, I think it just it really just would have cemented like what we what, what we, we are trying to delude ourselves. Is that in that the defense is is capable, and having him score would have just been like, okay, can we actually have a fucking conversation and do something about this? Like, can we get anybody in? Like, just literally 
anyone can we play because no, they'll all get the injured like, again mark they'll all have a lower body injury of some kind you know what though like that's that's why what i'm at what i'm proposing is volume let's get 20 kids <laughs> pay them all the league minimum and just play six at the back and whoever whatever whatever other two players you want to play alongside <laughs> bernadette ski and uh insigne um and just like let them let them just be the brunt you know set up a wall all the time just literally just always a wall just you know what that the keeper will be playing people offside because two of those defenders will be on the goal line just <laughs> like i'm i'm talking revolution here guys and 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 bear with me what's another draw like come on yeah what's, exactly what's you know He's anyway. averaging a point a match right now anyway, so we might as well keep that going, yeah. right? So 30, 34 Ooh. points must get you into the playoffs. Oh, oh surely. <laughs> in, in MLS in, in this MLS, sure. Champions so League all, before you knew it. <laughs> so with all of this comes the ongoing question that, that you know we've been talking about since last year, but we knew he wasn't gonna get fired last year. There was no way. Um as this season continues to be uneven and as people are unhappy with the results you know you get fan base likes to see wins we get that you know especially when there's no clear plan as we've discussed you know there's not a clear identity we seem to be working towards don't really know what the plan is other than put do things you know like it's just like well we're gonna do things well what are the things we're gonna do them and you know like that seems to be sort of the plan so Two coaches in MLS are already gone now um, with Chicago uh, firing their coach today. Uh, Frank Lopez taking over again. Um, New, New York was the first one. Uh, a few other coaches are in trouble. Vanny's in trouble. That was like, although, although I got to say the, the, the Vanny conversation, the whole thing, it's been very public. Um, like reports of the meeting that he had with the, with the with the brass at, at the galaxy that he's got his job for now but so like they're being pretty public about it which is interesting and until right before recording when i was looking at the standings i didn't realize that galaxy are actually doing worse than toronto which is hilarious um but do the rumblings does the conversation about bob bob bradley's job is it be, does it become serious now? Now that you know the first couple coaches have fallen, a couple more are being publicly talked about, not in a good place. You know, um, does this start to become a real conversation, or do they just give him to the end of the season regardless? What do you think? I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's got to be an end of the season thing because I mean. I know, like, he's got 12 points. But he's only, like, I know he's, we've got 12 points, but there's only three losses. There are teams ahead of us with more losses. Like, I have to say that that's got to count for something because ultimately it's just the points, but it's, this is really a team that's, it's not that they're shit, it's just that they're not that good. And I feel like the pieces are there for them to be that good. 
Except they're stuck in oh this. Oh my god, the pieces are there. The pieces Except... are so there. That's why this is also frustrating. This neutral shit that they're doing is just really painful, to put it nicely. Um, yeah. I, I I feel like he's like unless unless he absolutely hits a shit skid where it's just like five losses in a row. Hopefully, it doesn't take that long to make a move. But like. I feel like he's he's got he probably has to the end of the season or at least until they're mathematically eliminated. Um, so I I, th- I think I think he's fine for better for worse, but that I don't know. That's that's my two cents because I mean it just seems like he's with the cachet that he brings with his resume, his experience, all this. Never mind, never mind the the nepotism. Never mind the nepotism. Um, <laughs> he's like. He would have he would have this length of rope, regardless whether his son was Michael Bradley playing for him. You know what I mean? Okay. And I like it's not it's not a wash yet. It's not good, but it's not a wash. There's, we're not even at a third of the way of the season. So, and given that nineteen teams qualify for the fucking playoffs, like it's just. <laughs> I want it to be an odd number for the record, just like so it makes <laughs> even less sense than it does. But yeah, so 19 teams make the playoffs. Why can't he be one of them? And he's still got plenty of opportunity. Duncan Fletcher. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, there's just nothing inspiring about the, the, the thought of you keeping him around and, you do really get the impression, okay, yep, yeah, you can kind of start to see things coming together. We're really building something here. No, not really. Um, I, I, and you can, can I see them deciding to just kind of like give up on this and right, just bring in somebody completely different uh, sort of right now and just kind of abandon this season? I Probably not, but... And you know maybe that's for the best, but um, yeah, I, I don't really see anything kind of coming together at all, really. Um, yeah, you know, I see your, your sort of your, your high-profile guys look as if they're they're fucking of, like miserable, and yeah, there's nothing going on, and they can't really fit into it, and you know, mm, I always need to, uh, you know. LAFC are doing pretty good after getting rid of Bradley. Napoli certainly improved after getting rid of Insigne. So uh, <laughs> this is where we need to uh, we need to be. <laughs> this is the, this is the forward kind of thinking we need. Yes, Duncan, yeah. what are you what are you doing for the next six months? <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, I you know hey. LAFC, well, yeah, they're doing better after they got rid of Bob Bradley. You've got to have Bob Bradley to be able to get rid of him. Oh, good point. Good point. This is, like lo- mm. this is loading. This is loading the slingshot, isn't it? Yeah, it really yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. I is still no. think I still like my idea of the 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 Vanny Bradley prisoner prisoner exchange. Mm. Yeah. You know, just, the just, just immediately be- after having after getting rid of Insigne, you got to have Insigne to be able to get rid of him. Oh my God, we are going to win the entire fucking universe if we get rid of them both. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like club, world um, club championship. That's that's ours. We get to go represent <laughs> the planet in the Galaxy Cup. We're gonna we're gonna win that one. Fuck you, Venus. You had it coming. And um, and then who knows? Who knows after that? Alpha Centauri. 
Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. One other thing on this before we before we move on. We're going to talk about the Voyager's Cup later on in the show. But if they lose tomorrow night, does that put does that put the does that put the pins in a little tighter? Sure. I think every time you lose the pins get in a little tighter. I'm not sure about I don't, that. I don't even know where I'm going with that. I have yeah, no I, idea. I, I, like doll, like one of those voodoo. I don't know. I, oh, yeah, I, I didn't realize that pin tightness was a thing in voodoo. <laughs> I was oh, going to yeah. go knife first, like, and I thought knife like, just sounded too much. And then I was like, I'll go with pins. I don't know the, why I chose pins. Loose pins means you don't hate them as much. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's my, it's mild pain as opposed to it's bloody. Sad. It's more of a tickle than anything. Yeah. yeah. No, this, <laughs> next, uh, next week on uh, Voodoo Discussions. Uh, <laughs> how to, how to tickle your Voodoo doll. What kind of buttons are best? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, interesting uh, segue aside. Um, uh, I I I feel like uh, I feel like the V Cup gives gives co- coaches a little bit a lot a little bit more lease than than people realize. I know like the clubs themselves do that that safe minimum mm-hmm. yeah. when it comes to like fielding their side to 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 win the games it's like they're like like Montreal didn't go all out when they played uh uh Vaughn but they still had like some of their A team on the field which that's this is what i mean right that safe that's that comfortable minimum it's not like okay we're going to just call up all the kids and have them have a run out and if they win great and if they lose eh, it would have been nice if they won no, because there's stakes. There's real stakes. So you got to do at least mm, enough. Stakes. So now that now that uh, the the pathway is not easy. I mean, not no disrespect to the opening round, but um, your first your first hurdle in this tournament is a team you're going to get really sick of by the end of the week. So fantastic! Couldn't have been orchestrated better. Um, I feel like uh, I feel like yeah, him winning this definitely takes a lot of heat off. Advancing takes a lot of heat off because if you can get into Gigan, if you can if you can qualify for Europe, I don't know why that hasn't stuck as a metaphor. It really, really <laughs> if you can qualify for Europe, we can kind of overlook the fact that you didn't win or didn't make the playoffs. Like you're, we're going to Champions League. We're still we're still in some high stakes games, even if we don't have the record to necessarily support that we belong there. Yeah. All right. Good times. Good times. Mm. Okay. Anyway, Leagues Cup. Woo. 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 Yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be Atlas-tastic. Because that's the only game we're going to. (laughs) Still don't want to give a shit about it. Oh, yeah, exactly. If they advance and play other Mexican teams, my my interest that will we resume. haven't but seen. <laughs> yeah, like I, yeah, exactly. It's like if we're gonna play, if we're gonna play Pachuca, we haven't beaten Pachuca. I'm interested. But yeah. if we're playing Tigres, like fuck, who cares? Yeah, whatever. Been there, done that. Been there, done that. Literally, literally, we got the T-shirt. So exactly. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Gignac. We're going league race. 
Yes, the league race. Go league yes. race. Yes, yes yeah. that's I, I'm I'm surprised. I'm league surprised race for been, life. I'm surprised we haven't been contacted by the MX. I know. Honestly. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll resend I'll resend the, the the proposal I'll resend the email. Did you use Google Translate this time? Okay, fine. Yeah, because just let's just, just all right. That's probably for the best. All right. Well, next up, uh, just a quick a little a quick little dip into the KMPL for this week. Um, and Vancouver FC's home opener. That's right. The Willies wandered home playing at Willoughby Community Park. Space Willies. The Willies play at Willoughby Community Park. The Willoughby Willies. They're the Willoughby Willies. Up the Willies. Um, anyway, it was their it was their home opener. Um, and if you haven't had a chance to look at some of the highlights or watch any of the match, um, I do recommend it just to see what a great atmosphere it was. It was a sellout. Um, 6,500 seat stadium, completely sold out, nice supporter uh, section, lots of activity, lots of, just lots of enthusiasm, but it was just, it was really fun to watch, to see the people in the stands um, and just to see uh, the reaction from other fans around the league and around the country talking about this stadium specifically and like the size of it. And especially when we think about where a lot, most of the CAMPL teams play right now, which are in massive stadiums that aren't theirs. Um, the, you know, this Starlight, Halifax, like this is, this is, this is what, this is what we want, I, right? I, I'd say there are three out of eight that play in oversized stadiums. It's not the majority. York, Winnipeg. York. Is tiny. I mean, I mean, technically, I, I, technically. Okay, I guess. That's I correct. guess you know what? It's because it's because of the. Okay, it's because of the attendance. Yeah. Technically, it's correct. <laughs> Hamilton, Hamilton, Winnipeg, and Ottawa. Sure. Yeah. York, too big for the. For well, York I guess Calgary's yes, is a little more right sized. You're right. You're right. Okay. Yeah, Calgary's nice. There's a delightful. You're right. Called quirky, yep. small little ground. Uh, but it's a valid point. There's a there's a good chunk of them that are in way too big stadiums. And and those, you know, well, a couple of them that tends to lead to Winnipeg, obviously, because Win Winnipeg situation is just anyway. But but this the, is the thing, but, though. Like this, what I what what always kind of I always come back to is you want to sell atmosphere, but you can't you can't really like especially in Hamilton's case. You can hear the atmosphere, but if you're at the game, you can't see it. Yeah. You're all on the same side of the fucking field. Yeah, and exactly. Like, I understand why. I understand, like, the cost of opening up the second side and staffing it and opening concessions and split the crowd in half. Sure, I get it. But at the same time, too, it's like, you know, everybody's singing to an empty stadium. And yeah. that that's not an atmosphere. I don't give a shit what 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 you got like what they think is actually happening that's not really an atmosphere to see see halifax to see vancouver to see victoria and just any and calgary and just go man like like i audibly sigh all the time like 
wouldn't it be nice to be in a stadium that has literally everybody who wants to be here here filled the volume just increases the atmosphere exactly you now feel like you're a part of a thing instead of just hey i managed to get you're at a thing yeah yeah so like I realize that Winnipeg and Hamilton and Ottawa, nothing is going to change. Absolutely nothing. They got either the the solution is either get 10,000 more people to come to the game. (laughs) (laughs) Or deal. And that's, and we're dealing, we're absolutely dealing, but my God, what a cute little stadium though. Like, yeah. Full marks to the Willies and their little, is that a permanent thing? It looks very temp, but is it permanent? I believe it's permanent or permanent for now. Um, I, I, I don't know. I want to interview. I can't remember what their future plans are, but this is, I believe this is their home for this season anyway. Yeah. It looks like very temporary stands that have been put up, but that are presumably going to be there at least all season and can be, you know, just do the exact same thing again and again, but. Yeah, well, you know, like Halifax with their, you know, container stadium, right? So, and there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Those things are freaking great. uh, I would take, I would take shipping container stadium over Over pretty much anything we ever go to. Yeah. Like, like, don't get me wrong. I, I, Tim Hortons is an overexpensive mess for what they paid and what they got. The sight lines are actually pretty good, but there's no atmosphere because there's nobody else. You put yeah. us put us in like I I genuinely believe if you took the the four thousand people five thousand I don't know how many people go to Forge games but if you take the I'll say four you take sure. the four thousand people and you put them in a sixty a six thousand seat temp stadium oh my god amazing three thousand people will show up yeah just to be part of that for just sure a party. Oh. massive no. party um also want to give the whatever they're what are they calling themselves the the fraser valley fanatics Fanatics. yes um themselves some kelsey grammar (laughs) yes but the tifo was excellent although they 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 really they're really leaning into this dark welcome to the dark side thing sure why not but it was well done it was well done you know I was like, good job. Well done. Nice, you know, for your, especially for your opening match to pull that together. Good job. Good job. Buddy. Um, and then uh, props to, to the team itself who went down to 10 men fairly, you know, about a little over halfway through the first half. Um, Rocco Romeo, XTFC Academy um, or TFC two, TFC two, uh, briefly TFC one. No, possibly, possibly. There's I lose track of the ones somewhere. that got senior team contracts and then got turf. Who knows? Um, someone will tell us. I hope. Got a red card, but they they held on. They didn't get scored on right away and came back in the second half, tied it up. Uh, Sean Hundall who has been hilarious on social media, uh, taking pot shots at the white caps, <laughs> which is just funny as shit. I'm, I'm, I'm such a fan of his. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, I, like, I want, I want the world for him. I just felt, I always felt like, how did he never get a sniff at yeah, TFC? Something more. He, he had, cause he, he had the results. Yeah. He did say like, well, there was no room on the team. It's like, he was, he was underneath a TFC team that wasn't, absolutely crushing it 
Like you could have found some spot on it for the bench and given him some kind of, a, anyway, I'm glad he's got a stage where he can be showing off a bit and I'm here for it. 100%. Yeah. So he's got the first goal in uh, Willie's history and now the first goal at their home. Fantastic way to cement your legacy with this team. Um, but really, other than the fact that, you know, great to come back and then hold off Calgary, who probably are the better team, but although they're struggling this season, so which is hilarious. Um, the, the, if you haven't watched any of the interviews you have to watch Ibrahim Bakari's interview. And this young man who was the man of the match, who played his, you know, tons of highlights focus on him just because of, and he did, he played very well. Um, but his, his post-game interview is, it's over three minutes. It's well worth your time. It's delightful. He's so passionate, but he's also very well-spoken. Um I get a little bit of Alistair Johnston feel from him when I hear him talk. Ooh. And he's young. He's like 21. He's a baby. Um, With a child. Fantastic. Anyway, it was just, and, and God, oh yeah. And who was it? TJ Tahid? Came the youngest player in Campiel history. 16 years and 17 days old. I, I appreciate the fact that the, that the, the Titano guy highlighted that shortly after yes. the, the, the sub. I'm like, you know what? That's like it sucks that 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 people at home get those nuggets of information, which is great. But like, let's celebrate it for like, what's yeah. it going to take the PA guy twenty seconds? Exactly. Just, I like this. Like, hey, this kid is like the youngest ever to play in this league so far, and like, there's a lot of kids in this league too. So that's it's mm. It's impressive. I don't care. It's still impressive. And yep. he didn't, he, he looked pretty good. He's also a fucking beast. Jesus. Oh, I know. Seriously. I was like, I'm sorry. He's what? Six one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, you're, you're, you're sure you're 16. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I, or like, you know, some baby Osorio or something who can be coming through to, uh, Oh, good point to be uh, taking that title you'd think I would One hope these so times. Yeah. I mean, there's, no there's, no because there's, there's, there's got to be yeah there's got to be more Osarios and De Rosarios in the pipe for sure for sure well after so after the first four games of the season you know Willies are their top four right now you know nice middling mm-hmm. and it's, it's on gold it's on gold differential but they're they're you know, Hamilton, Aquaman, Gray Mice, still up there. Gray Mice. Willies, Pony Boys, Halifax, Why You Guys, and the Otletti, all alone at the bottom. Yet to win a game. Although neither have Halifax, but they, in true TFC fashion, all draws. Hmm. I hope they go the whole season that way. Oh my same god! With, same with Calgary. I just realized the, the invincibles. That's funny. So yeah, so more more awesome tiny stadiums and fun home openers, and uh, also apparently nobody can win at home this season. This is the Campiel story to watch. I think there's been one win at a home stadium 
all season long so far. Now I say that it's only four four games, four match days in, but still that's pretty that, funny. That's a that's a lot of games though. That's I know. That's sixteen games and, and not yeah. a single and only one at home. That's impressive. That's pretty funny. The betting houses must love this shit. <laughs> Where's Declan Hill? Yeah. The fixed. Yep. <laughs> Well, let's move on to what we're talking about. And it's all about the CSA elections that happened on the weekend. And we we briefly, we just always said last week is that we were going to talk about this week because we didn't have time. Um, so a lot of storylines surrounding this, as there are about the CSA, you know, over the past months and over the past year, um, ever since the, the men wouldn't play against Panama last June. It's just, you know, gone on and on and on since then. Um, and leading up to the this weekend's uh, elections um, in St. John, you know, number of articles. One, the one that probably made the most waves or made the rounds the most um, was uh, Bruce Arthur's article that, more than hinted um, that Montvic was meddling with the election and uh, basically telling people who to vote for and his preferred candidate being Charmaine Crooks over um, uh, Rob Newman, whose name I always want to say Newman, um, who's the head of Sport BC. And was a member of the CSA board uh, from 2002 to 2012, um, but hasn't been involved since, which is why he was, you know, a favored candidate for some other people. Anyway, Montaliani's reputation has not gone well he's has not taken has not been sean nicely recently you know he's he didn't do particularly well i don't think in the in front of the heritage committee he's not been spoken of very well um in terms of his you know refusal to take accountability for anything at all really <laughs> which isn't a surprise but he's also known for you know you do as I say, things will go well for you. I'm going to give you nice things. You don't. Ah, it's too bad for you. Bad things are about to happen. You know, like he has this reputation kind of thing. So the fact that he was most likely interfering or making strong suggestions to people should surprise no one. But it's so it's so weird to see stuff like that around like our little, I say our, our little federation, but I feel like, don't you sort of feel something like the CSA? Doesn't it have like a very folksy feel to it? No. No? By folksy, no. do you mean amateur and yes. 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 yes? yes. Amateur, yes. Folksy, no. There's nothing approachable about this fucking thing. <laughs> There's but no, they like to think that they're approachable. There's no homemade fucking jam tarts anywhere near this place. Okay, there's no there's no grandma's recipe book. There's no quilts that have been passed down from generation to generation. Um, it's insular, as with any decent <laughs> Canadian sporting body, I guess. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, uh, folksy, interesting, 
interesting interesting this this is this is like the this is like the uh the loose pins thing isn't it this uh, <laughs> maybe maybe i should stop trying to make I should, I should, I should. makes sense <laughs> and i'm stone cold sober maybe that's the problem mm. should be drunk on football like i'm gonna be this week hey yeah um, yeah, I mean, like you say, it's obviously it seems as if you know, Montagliani is, is sort of behind the scenes sort of kingmaker, and I mean, I don't feel like there's been any you know allegations of like outright corruption or anything like that, like no. like Jack Warner or Chuck Blazer or various other you know of his predecessors of in infamy. Um, but yes, like you said, I think like the, the, the press that he's getting in Canada is like all of a sudden it's just like, ah, oh, some people are paying attention now. And it's like, oh, okay. I, hmm, I guess there's a reason why he's uh, risen up to the, the top of the, the region there and everything. And it's not just about him being sort of friendly and nice. No, we, we need just some reliable, straightforward, no-nonsense guy like after Jack Warner and what have you. It's just like, ah, yeah, he's got a, uh, he's he's always got some good people skills uh, in quotation marks and everything, which is, uh, you know, I guess he knows how to persuade people to do what he wants them to do. Uh, whatever that means. And yeah, I mean, I, I feel like for a long time it was, you know, people are still fairly positive because, you know, hey, like this whole CSB deal was very much kind of like his, he was very much involved in that. And you know, obviously the CPL is a big part of that. So in a way it's just like, oh yeah, he's doing this and this to really help grow the game in Canada. And now all of a sudden, like the focus is more on, okay, but what about the national team players? They're not getting paid anything. And yes, in that respect, uh, he uh, he has not been good for those guys. So if, if that's what your focus is of, all right, these are the people earning the money, they should be getting it, then hmm. Yes, Montalani's probably uh, not your friend and doesn't look as successful anymore. If your interest is, you know, like the CPL and the the businessmen who are like helping to keep the CPL going and helping to make sure that they don't lose too much money, then hey, Montalani's probably looking all right. Yep, this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, it's really interesting how all of this stuff is, you know, made us incredibly aware of a lot of things I I never really paid that much attention to, like sort of did, you know, like the makeup of the board and uh, that sort of thing. And it seemed like, yeah, a lot of you've been here for a long time. And who are you again? And why do you care about soccer? And that sort of thing. And but um, I feel like it, I sort it of, used to be all about right, that the provinces were going to do their own thing and nobody could get along and everyone was just holding each other back. And it, so like Monti, Montoliani was like kind of helping to like push past all of that. But then Exactly. It was like the unifier and then. In the right direction, depending on what you're looking for, yes. But, you know, for what is the the popular thing to be, uh, advocating for right now, then no, no, he isn't. So, so with all of that, and so like that's that's enough because it does it it does feel. Um, anyways, it's it's unfortunate that someone 
it was it was funny like you know he's got such a personality and we were like sort of like it was kind of cool that he became the president of CONCACAF but then really was it you know what I mean like it's anyway yeah as you said Duncan there's been no outright charges of corruption um but there's been plenty of suggestions that he is involved you know vote vote fixing may not be the right word but maybe it is um but with all of that so yeah the there was the split between Charmaine Crooks and and Rob Newman um in terms of which provinces which provincial associations were going to support which candidate um and then where the rest of the votes were coming from because there's a very specific way that the votes are allocated so there are 85 votes in play and the president is elected by majority vote so that makes sense um each provincial federation um have uh have a certain number of votes so ontario and quebec they're the biggest ones they each have 10 um Alberta and BC have eight. Each of the senior national teams have a vote. Hmm. Hmm. A vote <laughs> each, um, as do referees and coaches. So I guess the coaches get a vote, the referee association gets a vote, and each national team, each senior national team, sorry, gets a vote. Now, I mean, you know, God bless referees. You can't play the game without them, but Jesus fucking Christ. They're on the same level as, as the, the national team. Interesting. I do, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, and this is, it, it, but it, but it, but it, but it gets it gets worse for me anyway. I, and this is this was the thing I had no idea about, and it just makes my head swim. So there's, um, there's 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 twenty one other votes available. Anyway, so yes, twenty one. So Canada's leagues league currently about to be two leagues uh, and pro teams have a collective 21 votes. Now the three major league soccer teams, TFC, Vancouver Whitecaps, Montreal, what are they, what are they called now? CF Montreal? The Montreal. We know who you're talking about. Thank you. Um, They each have two votes. Also more than national teams. Um, The KMPL and its eight teams have 15 votes. That's less than two. That's less than two votes per team. They're not even getting the same as the MLS teams. Uh, thanks to a recent bylaw change. They didn't used to, apparently they weren't supposed to have this many. Um, and during the weekend, um, one of the things that was coming up and, you know, and did happen. Uh, so project eight, the, the 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 upcoming domestic women's pro league has been sanctioned by the CSA, so they have approval. All is well. Let's try and get along and do things, and everyone play nice. Um, apparently, one of the things that was very contentious going into the weekend, apparently, lots of things happened on the Friday night. Ooh, um, was that well? Now that they're sanctioned, now that they're an upcoming league. Obviously, they need at least they need they need they need access to votes as well because they need to be able to vote on these sorts of things because it affects their existence, right? Um, and I guess the votes were going to whatever votes they were going to get were going to come from the CAMPL. And there was oh maybe they'll get like maybe half or maybe not quite half, but you know like let's 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 make it fair. They end up getting one vote out of 
all of that. Um, so that's fun. I still think, I still can't believe that the national teams um, do not get more than one vote each. Boggles my mind. Um, but I haven't read the bylaws on the votes and how they're allocated and why all these decisions are made. Uh, if anybody that listens to us has read those bylaws and has a better understanding of this and wants to like talk to us about it or talk with us about it, get in touch. Would love to hear from you. Um, but it's, it's an interesting and bizarre situation that, like I said, I'm just speaking based on my personal, you know, gut feelings and that the vote allocations seem very strange. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of shocking. Like, so, so 15 for the CAMPL. Yep. It says, okay, so Canada's leagues and pro teams have a collective 21. So that's, that's the 15 plus the six for the three MLS teams, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. That's one quarter. One quarter of the votes. Oh, just just a shade under a quarter. Just 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 go to go to go to team slash leagues. Yeah. But like, what the? That's that's a lot of that's a lot of that's a lot of power for so it's a very, lot of power. Little, little fucking um, actual input on, like. On the one hand, they're they're putting soccer in everybody's you know, in in their faces. Local leagues, you know, big deal, big investment, sure. But now these fuckers are developed. Like, really, what are they doing for development? What are they doing for opening things up? What are they doing to adding club? Like, anyway, it's. I'm not not actually. This doesn't really shouldn't have surprised me as much as it did, because it's just, it's such a mystery this structure and like maybe 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 this information has always been available but i've never heard of this breakdown until today that's insane like, I, just, I never thought to like i said i never thought to look for it yeah like anyway sorry go ahead mark no 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 that's i'm i'm just it's the exasperation of of uh how it all kind of how it all dibbies up is really and like yeah. like what's funny too is like MLS, the MLS teams each having two votes kind of makes sense if you remove the CanPL as a structure as part of the voting it's like okay yeah that's a that's a big deal they've got yeah as much voting power as probably PEI does and then here comes this CanPL <laughs> Where technically each club has got more voting power than, they have, than the MLS teams, because if there's eight clubs uh, divided, no, by, they've only got fifteen, so they have, they have slightly less. Oh, slightly less, right? Yeah, math is not good here today. Okay, sorry. Yeah, my bad. Anyway, it's still, it's still. But the, 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 anyway, the, the CAMPL votes very much feel like CSB votes, if you know what I mean. Hmm. Um, well, that's a unified sure. front. That's that's socialism yes. right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you. Know, I, I feel like let's go back five, you know, six or seven years, whatever. Blah 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 blah. I mean, we were all you know very sort of gung ho about the CPL is super necessary and hugely important, and this is going to be like huge for the game in Canada. I 
I, I don't feel like I have a problem with them having a, a good chunk of the vote here. Oh, I don't either. I just think that there's an imbalance in that. Like, like again, for me, most of my issue with the vote divvying is that the national teams only have one vote each. Sure. That's, 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 that's my main sticking point yeah. with everything. So to me, there needs to be, and then now that they've done whatever they've, they, they voted and decided that the, the new women's league gets one vote. Well, presumably, NPL, when, presumably when it has, when it, when it is up and running and it has eight teams, if it's still at one vote, then that's a problem. Absolutely. That's a fucking scandal, but I imagine it wouldn't be. And right now it's an idea with, you know, three teams and some sponsors and official sanctioning, but at least a couple of years ago from actually a couple of years away from actually playing, I, mm-hmm. one's maybe a little harsh, but I, I wouldn't, be looking to do that much more at this stage oh i'm not saying give them like all of campiel's votes or anything i just think again i i'm just looking at i feel very strongly that there should be just some sort of slight readjustment but anyway the vote thing well so the other thing so so with all of this so during the election so project eight was sanctioned which is great it's good it's better to have them sanctioned by the CSA so that everybody is playing in the same sandbox, um, that there is official for, you know, play in the rest of the world for entering into cup competitions for all of those things. It's for everyone involved, this is better. Um, So that is good because there was, again, there was a rumor that that wasn't going to happen. So, but it was unanimous which is also very important. That is great. Um, Charmaine Crooks was elected president. Um, they did not release the vote totals. It was just obviously a majority because that's all that's required. Um, with that, she is only finishing out Nick Bontis's term. Do we get to do all this again really soon? Next year. At next year's AGM, there will be a new election for a proper presidential term, which I guess is looks like four years. Um, so while she is officially the president of the CSA, she is only the president of the CSA for like another 10 months or something. So that is something for people to keep in mind in terms of what could happen going forward over this next year. Um, But also maybe, do you think that she will work even harder to try to fix some of the obvious issues um, with the relationship between the CSA and the national teams? throughout this year or does she just sort of i like i don't feel i okay i don't feel i don't want to feel that she will coast through this um because she was definitely not the national team players choice for president they were i think out of the two they were backing newman um i'm sure they would i think they would have preferred a third mystery candidate but um 
I don't know. What do you guys think? As does she in any way come out and said, right, after this, after Nick Bonfus's term is up, that she would want to keep going? Or is she very much, yeah, no, I'm literally just here for a year at most and then I'm out of here. Is, is that no, she hasn't. I haven't seen anything that indicates that she wants to suddenly like pull up stakes and go after that. She's been on the board for for a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, seems, you know, she's been saying all the right things um, that, you know, she really knows that, that she needs to, you know, really work with the national teams and rebuilding relationships and that kind of thing. I haven't seen anything that says she feels like she's under the clock or that she's just here to fill a void until next year. I don't, I haven't seen anything that indicates that. So that's good. Yeah. I know. I'm just trying to think, would, would it be better if it is just like, hey, you know, I'm just here for a year, in which case let's fucking go. Let's burn some bridges, whatever. Let's yeah. just get shit done. And if that makes me unpopular and unelectable, I don't care. And would that be perhaps better than, Yeah. well, you know what? I'm, I'm looking to keep this job. So yeah, let's not uh, try make any waves. Things. Yeah. I have no, I, I literally, that is very much, just a question I have no idea which uh, would work best or if either of them are even, you know, if it's even like making a difference at all, because she's obviously been on the board for a while. So it's presumably not looking to just come in and destroy things or really change things up. But yeah. Well, but as you said, like maybe, maybe after a decade of all of this, you know, here's a chance to make a mark, go out in a blaze of glory some way and go on to something else who knows but i like your i like the way you're thinking duncan i I would i would enjoy a uh yes let's make a mark and you know leave a a controversial legacy behind and just walk out the entire like thing in flames and yeah fuck you maybe not in flames you know let's destroy everything but uh things need shaking up yeah definitely yeah, this is definitely an organization could use a rigorous hold hold by the shoulders and jostle the living shit out of it. Um, I it's hard to it's hard to tell uh, if like I feel like if if Charmaine Crooks are, are, is is looking to be a football admin board person for the duration of her, you know, the, the remainder of her career, so to speak, be involved in soccer. Um, like it really just depends on how she, what she sees herself in and as, because clearly hitching to Montagliani is, is the best for your career. Um, that being said, like, I feel like if, if the whole idea is that Rossi's going to be the, the the chosen successor then hopefully she now i don't want to scorch earth but yeah burn a few bridges shake some shit up before her time runs out so i i i i kind of feel like it just really depends on does she have an exit strategy and if she has an exit strategy then uh, that will probably determine how much shaking she does so I would love that. I would absolutely all for it at, for the 
very expectations and reasons already given, but I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I feel like without knowing too, too much of what's going like personality wise, I don't mm-hmm. know who, who the dark horses are. I don't know yeah. who the, the, well, the wild cards are. I don't know who the ones are going to, who can and will and would shake shit up. So um, here's, I, I'm hoping here's an interesting, she, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, I'm hoping she is, but based on, um, based on like the, 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 the interactions, I guess, during the, um, during the election where somebody felt that she betrayed them or whatever, called her a liar. Like, that's not a good look from the player, like for her, if the former players are looking at her, like, how could you do that to us? So it's a, it's, 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 it's a, it's fascinating. And I hope that the, the, the layers keep getting pulled apart because, um, I I like I like knowing the true colors of the people who run this thing. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Mm-hmm. So, a little interesting factoid, or not, not factoid, a little interesting rumor um, that I'd heard before this. There was talk that maybe he was going to run now, but there is talk that uh, League One Canada, because it's oh. League One Canada now, uh, Kamish Dino Rossi, whom everybody loves. Because Dino, he's impossible not to love because he's so freaking nice. And at one point in time, helped sell Sack the CSA t shirts. <laughs> um, what a legend. Many years ago, um, is uh, running to replace her next year. However, one of the bylaws is that in order to run for president you have to have served a full term on the canada soccer board and um i believe he was he was running for a board position um but i actually don't think i don't know if he got elected i don't know if he changed his mind um he wouldn't have served a full a full term going into the next election but there was discussion that they were going to change the bylaws um in order, you know, to perhaps facilitate that so that he could run next year. Anyway, it's very, very interesting. Um, you know, I think a lot of people would like Dino to be in charge just based on personal relationships and experiences and seeing what he's done, you know, with the league ones. Um, but anyway, so that's just a little interesting a little interesting tidbit to throw out there. I'm uh, as much like I'm, I'm pro Dino uh, um, 100%. I, there's a part of me that feels like, I don't know if his, I don't know if his work at league one is done. Like he is mm-hmm. moved, he's moved that thing. He moved. I think he's moved that thing even further than anyone in Ontario could have imagined. And, yeah, and 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 I I mean that from a from a place of deep respect and appreciation because, like, like that level of of football in in Ontario, in the, in the, I'll just speak for Ontario just because of what little I knew and understood, um, was a shit show, and that's putting it nicely, and the fact that he managed to grab that and enough, yeah, like he 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 turned a corner like. Like League One was basically coming off of like not long after the heels of the the, the gambling scandal of the the 
CESL, CPSL, I don't know. What CSL, the yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like what an what an incredible time to try and pull this shit up. And not only did he, he exceeded expectations. Um, and and the fact that he's been able to push this idea and and format and structure to other provinces and other regions is like man i mean i'm i'm just i'm just waiting for the rossi cup to be awarded to the overall league one canada champion like a memorial cup and I'm like maybe that i maybe i'm not the first person that's thought of this but like let's be honest you're gonna name a trophy after someone there's a guy who deserves to have a trophy named after him <laughs> i i want to see him get to the point where not only he like like he's got like league league one Atlantic is off the ground and running with clubs in a right. full season league one prairies or, or Alberta. I don't know wh- where that division takes place is up and running and, and thriving. And like, I don't know what the final form is. Obviously it's, it can go so many ways, but I feel like he's, he's got, he's got the vision to do this and for him to be plucked away before it gets there like no disrespect to what his actual ambitions are. And I'm sure he would be an amazing ambassador for CSA. And I'm sure he would find ways to improve things because he literally is a guy who just decided, fuck it. I'm going to do this myself. And it's gotten him far in, in a decade and he deserves it. But I really want this league one thing to be a national thing. And I want this to be thriving and I want this to be supported. And I want this to have what I envisioned it to be. And if, if that's a, a cozy second slash third division of, of football clubs, he needs to be the guy that gets us there. So I guess what I'm saying is um, please don't, but I get it if you do. Well, uh, I, I don't, it does not appear that uh, he is on the current board, which looks like the page has been updated. So um, we're safe for now from for that reason so, so basically the whole thing is designed to make sure that no sort of outsider ever gets this job um not without serving on the board first yeah which would kind of make you a little bit less of an outsider really wouldn't it you'd think but I guess that's the yeah point. I, I really should have had a drink before we did this show i my comprehension levels are out the window apparently it's not, okay. that's not Good where times. i was going with that at all but um no. but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, we're doing great. Don't don't. We're, do, don't we're doing good. Me. We're doing good. We're doing good. Yeah, your wife um, is is performing heroically, Kristen. I've ever got. I know, say, right? Yeah, <laughs> everything's coming Although together. You've you've mentioned it, so now Thanks. fingers crossed. Um, so we'll see. You know, uh, Charmaine is due to appear before the Heritage Committee this week. Uh, she was supposed to be last week, but she's like, "There's an election. I'm." unavailable I'm, I'm just unavailable so she's going to appear this week um and there's still you know there's still a women's world cup to prepare for there's olympic qualifier for the women in the fall there's you know go there's all sorts of things happening for the national teams um all the nat- all the various national leagues of uh, various levels and provincial leagues are all in full swing now so all the things are happening over the next several months and obviously there's going to be tons of things going on. Um, pressure will remain uh, on the CSA to 
find a way to affect some kind of significant change. Um, and I don't know what that change is. I don't know what, whether that's, you know, equity payments, whether it's fair funding, whether it's fair supports, whether it's, you know, trying to issue proper apologies for things like the Bob Berardo situation. Um, you know, he's not rightfully in jail, all of those things. Um, who knows? But we will be watching very closely um, and we will talk about it as more things come up. Okay, well, let's turn to what's coming up. And there's two things we're going to talk about. Um, one of them we're more excited about than the other. <laughs> one of them is the Voyager's Cup. Yay! Ooh. The other is TFC versus Montreal, which actually applies to both categories. <laughs> Yeah. They play them twice this week. Yeah. But first, let's talk about the Voyager's Cup. Let's let's cleanse our palate of the CSA stuff and talk about the Voyager's Cup. So Voyager's Cup quarterfinals start tomorrow, day after recording. They are on Tuesday and Wednesday. We've got three matches on Tuesday. One match on Wednesday. Uh, so you've got TFC hosting the Snowflakes. Uh, the Handys hosting the Otleti. Aquaman hosting the Rovers. That's all tomorrow night. Uh, the first two matches are at 7. Aquaman v. Rovers is at uh, 10.30 Eastern time, for those of you that want to stay up and watch. And then the YU guys host the Whitecaps on Wednesday night at 7.30. Um, so a couple, like, good storylines. Two, three good. You know, like, there's, there's, there's some good things in here. So one... Can TFC get like a little bit of glimmer of hope on their season, some goodwill amongst the fans, something to look forward to by winning and advancing? Um, will the Whitecaps get knocked out as is tradition? But by a KPL team, exciting. Um, and will the Rovers win the Battle of BC Part de? and continue to be everyone's favorite underdog. And then there's the Ottawa-Hamilton game. Yeah. Sorry, Mark. Underselling one. Kristen, you literally have three teams in this round. Four if you count Toronto (laughs) FC. I don't know why you would put your children in order of favorites. I really don't. (laughs) That's just, that's suspect parenting at best. Even though they all do it, they just never say it out loud, Kristen. <laughs> what so what what storyline has your attention? What what are you most focused on, guys? I'm not sure about focused about, but the quibble with the the, the rundown here. Will oh, the sorry. Rovers will the Rovers win the Battle of BC Part de? What what was the Battle of BC Part? Uh? Well, because they were playing in BC. Mm. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, no, no. That's not what I meant. No, because the first, because the first part one was uh, Aquaman v. VFC, right? No, it was, wait. Was it, wasn't it? Oh, God. Yeah. Um, okay. yes, because, yes, because the Rovers flew okay. in Winnipeg. Yes, yes, that was the original Battle of BC. That's why. That was in my head because it was already, there was one, those were two BC teams, and now this is another two BC teams. That's why. Okay. 
Okay. Fair. It okay. makes sense in my brain. I just did not okay. elaborate very well. Yes. If you look at it from the Victoria perspective, this is yes. their second uh, game against a, uh, a, a another BC team. Yes. Okay. Another right. Van- Van- Vancouver-ish team. Yes. Fair enough. Yes. Um, okay. That makes more sense now. Um, okay, yes. I, yeah, I, I feel like they, they could win that. Mm-hmm. Why, why, why not? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure, you know, they'll be put up in, uh, have luxurious transportation, put up in uh, Victoria's fanciest hotel and everything and just be uh, be ready to go. Um, but, you know, it could happen. They, they beat, uh, they beat, what do we call them? Winnipeg, the Grey Mice. There the we go. Mice. They beat the Grey Mice. Why can't they beat the Aquaman? Why not? Keep going. I mean, the fact that we've got a big one side at the stage is is delightful. Uh, and yeah. um, as 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 much as I um, am meh about Pacific, I'm all for the giant killing, and I want a giant kill. So whether that is. Rovers somehow doing the business against uh, Pacific because, as as I understand, they are not doing very good in League One BC since that since that miracle at Swangard. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, so you know, all the best guys. Yep, I, I wish you well. But I am really licking my lips at <laughs> York United against the white caps and as i pointed out to Kristen, had i not skipped out on the frozen ass monsoon of a couple years ago i will have seen the tri as of friday or wednesday i will have seen the trifecta of york united play all three mls teams uh because my esteemed colleague duncan and i went to see a near fucking giant kill it was so close and it was so Mm. good it was so good they fucking had him anyway aside from me reliving a glorious day of cup football it's glorious i'm hoping for something half that good and i would be thrilled so uh yes i am attending the uh hamilton outletty match on the tuesday and i'm heading up to the university of york to see york united play vancouver on wednesday Tuesday, nice. Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. York versus, York versus Toronto was up last year or two years ago. Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was pretty crap. That never really got going. I, 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 rem- I just remember I was heading to the, I was heading to the ground. I was in shorts and like Jersey and the sk- skies went stupid. Like I was literally entering Oakville for, the, for those <laughs> of you who are unfamiliar of geography from Burlington to Oakville, that is heading East towards Toronto. By the time I got to Oakville, the skies went completely dark gray black and was just pissing. Also, yeah. the temperature dropped about fucking 15 degrees. Yeah. I was in shorts and I had no jacket. I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. Feel prepared. Not going. I I was on the road. So 
Um, I should have I should have collected them all, but I did not. So gotcha. um, I, I I I assume that will happen again, um, and I hope to make that game. But in this case, uh, I find it particularly hilarious that of these three games or of these four games, three of them are taking place in Ontario, namely the Southern Ontario around Lake Ontario. And the other game is in BC, which doesn't involve the white caps. Yeah. We're in it. Yeah. So. I know. Um, for me, like, obviously I want TFC to win just because I always want them to be Montreal and I love the Voyager's cup and I want to see Toronto continue um, as much as the Aquaman are, are my, I love them. I, I would love to see Rovers do this. Just, I think it would just, it would just be, it would just be amazing, you know? And then that's what you want in a cup competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously yeah, I want why you guys to knock out the white caps hundred percent, just absolutely. And then I don't, I'm sorry. I don't care what happens in the other match. I really don't. I'm sorry, Mark. I love you, but I don't care who wins between Hamilton and Ottawa. I know you care, so sure, whatever, go Hamilton. But I don't. I don't. There it is. You heard it. Gonna su- <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna isolate that sound clip. <laughs> and uh, they, folks, I was not lying. The fourth entry in Christmas, I love football teams in Canadian Premier League. <laughs> is your Forge of Hamilton? Mm-hmm. Up the handies. Yeah. I'm literally a walking Radiohead song, you know, like I just do it to myself. You do. And that's what really hurts. <laughs> I just, I just hope that game goes to penalties. <laughs> oh God. I've seen too many penalties. I've seen too many eliminations. All right. Well, with that then, should we, should we do predictions? Should we just do win, lose, or should we do score predictions? What do people want? I'm with win loss. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not guessing how many goals Rovers are going to concede, even though I want them to win. All right. Toronto, Montreal. Montreal wins. (laughs) Um, I'm going to, I'm going to say Toronto wins. I'm going to say they show up. Same. Ottawa Hamilton. Hamilton. Obviously Hamilton. Ottawa in a shootout. Whoa. I love, I, love, I, love, I love it when Duncan is all team chaos. Hamilton Which is- loses the duel again. <laughs> if oh, it goes to pe- penalties. If it goes goalie- to penalties, Hamilton's done. Yeah, that's true. Goalie yeah. penalties, then I I will I will I won't even care anymore. <laughs> that means I've seen it twice in my life, and that's too too many times. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Aquaman Rovers. Oh, man. Aquaman. It's the Aquaman. I want it. I is. Want I want it to be the Rovers, the but it's yeah. I think. I think. I just think they. I don't think they have enough in their tank to do it. But who knows? And then why you guys white caps? Oh, white caps! Please, white caps are, York, have a game. I know, but the White Cats are playing kind York, of well, and York sucks right now. York is so capable of playing good football. Sure, they, they just are. They just can't do it for more than fifteen minutes at a time. <laughs> like, 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 my God! You guys should be like in the top two of this league, and it should have been in last year the top two of this league. But it's like it's almost like they get like they get so excited, like, man, we're playing real awesome, and then the next just immediately forget the game still playing because they're still high-fiving how amazing that string of passes where we carved 
the the defense and and, and well and they seem to have seven. forgotten how to score goals so that's a big problem right now yeah and Whitecaps are on a bit of a roll currently yeah, so they kind of are. are um I'm but I'm 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 I think there's gonna be one upset and it won't be Hamilton because they're gonna win that game the upset's gonna be York taking down the Whitecaps. Oh, mm, I would I agree if it was anybody but York. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm with Duncan on this. I'd fancy Ottawa, Hamilton, Victoria, sure, York, just, just, no. Just about anybody, yeah. I should, yeah. I should just, I should, you know what, I'm, you should, find you my should bet- put money on this, Mark. I should find my betting house and put one whole Canadian dollar <laughs> of currency on my predictions. One dollar? One whole dollar. Do it. Um, but I, I, I just hope my, uh, I just hope I remember my login to OLG. So, all right, let's find out. <laughs> all right, excellent, excellent. Um, and then yes, so as I mentioned, uh, Toronto and Montreal play each other twice this week. Uh, they are here in Toronto for tomorrow night's um, Voyagers Cup match, and then everybody travels to Montreal on Saturday for the MLS match. Now, Montreal are also not particularly good this season, as we know. Um, they, I feel like they're getting better. I feel like they, they were well, that's the thing. show and they're doing okay. Now they're, yeah, they're showing signs of improvement and have actually won some games, like in a row. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's a good time for them to be on a roll. It's amazing. Um, yeah, because the start of the season was to laugh. Um, and suddenly, you know, Lozada sort of has them playing some some decent football. Kamal Miller was the problem all along. I... <laughs> Must be. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> What, how many matches ago did he leave? Um, I, I want to say, you know, four or five, maybe. I, I, they've won their last four. <laughs> Kamal Miller, locker room cancer. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't want to say Kamal Miller is the problem, but who was the guy they got back from for Kamal Miller? Who came the oh, other way? Apparently um, that guy is really good. Yeah, yes. And actually, I think he's been really good for them. So, God, what is his name? Um, Anyway, um, yeah, Montreal definitely are in the ascendance right now. Toronto, as we know, are mired in mediocrity, verging on badness. Um, I do think, I, I do think that Toronto will win their Voyager's Cup match, but I think that Montreal is going to smoke them on the weekend is my is my sense of how this will go. Because there's no way there's no way Toronto is going to win both games. Like that's no. No. not even remotely happening. Um, but yeah. Um, and you know, it's a home match for Montreal, et cetera, et cetera. Like, you know, Home field advantage is a thing, right? Like you want that. Um, well, before we do official predictions, uh, player, players to watch. 
gentlemen? Uh, that's a good question. I need to look up who did they get in exchange for Kamal Miller? And then that made me my answer. God, why can't I'm like, I'm looking through the players list right now and I'm like, why isn't a name popping out for me? Because I feel like we were like, oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, who is it? Let me know when you find it. Um, uh, uh, Bryce Duke. Oh, it was Bryce Duke. Yeah. I'm just, I just looked at games played. It's like, if he's played, he couldn't have been Bryce playing, playing more than more than five games. And yep, there's four. So. Is that who it was though? Bryce Duke and Ariel Lassiter. Who has also played four games. Okay. It was four games. That's, that's, that's funny though, because they've won their last four. So they didn't need defensive help. They needed Bryce Duke's single goal. Um, <laughs> but apparently, maybe he does, he does other nice things. He got an assist. He, he, he takes some shots. He probably draws, uh, draws some defenses. Um. Yeah, I will go with the uh, the Little Mermaid uh, Lassiter. Ariel. <laughs> nice. Ariel. Like, come on. But uh, yeah, uh, you've done better since you came along. Yep. No, true. Very true. Um, um I'll go with I'll oh. go with uh Schwanier the Lesser. Who's <laughs> yeah, that's not right. having a not having a bad season. Um, have, you, have you seen his brother play? Guy's a legend. <laughs> um, I was gonna go with uh, that that Ray kid, um, who was Campiel player, right? Sean Ray. That sounds about right. Uh, Gray Mice's own. Yeah, he's uh, looks like he's been pretty solid for them in the midfield. Did, when did they acquire him? In the off season, I think. Okay, I no, think I, for them. So I so um I, I to clear up the confusion, I went. Oh, okay. To, I went to the because uh, you can. We're looking at rosters, and you can click on their name, and then you can see career stats, and it says CF Montreal twenty twenty no appearances, twenty twenty one no appearances. Oh, he was oh he was a low need of Valor. That's why. Shit, I didn't know that. Okay. okay. That makes sense. I'm like, why would you even list all these stats if he didn't play for them and he's got zero appearances for three years? Because he was he was a Montreal player out on loan. All right. So oh man, and, we and you know, and he's 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 homegrown. He's he's Montreal born, you know, and he's he's a puppy. He's again, he's he's twenty, he's gonna be twenty-one next week. Um so yeah, um, but he's he's I, I like to see, you know young Canadian do well. And he was, you know, he was, I'm because remember he was, Oh yeah. He was the, he was the player nominee last year. And we were like, who? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like player of the year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and the question was, are you guys just making up names? They were just only, making up names. Yeah. yeah. Were there, there were two play. <laughs> there were only two really good players. So it was just like, ah, pick a third one at random. Um, but he was actually, yeah, but then, but then it turns out, you know, Winnipeg might have needed, I don't know, but yeah, so he's, that's, 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 that's mine. Uh, plus whenever I see his name, I'm always, I always have the, are you Jimmy Ray? Are you Faye Ray in my head? So 
anything that inspires a good song in my brain, I figure is, That's is, fine. is helpful. That's fine. All right. So <laughs> talking of sound songs, Waterman. Ah, uh, yes. Waterman. What a mighty good man. Waterman, Waterman. That's, That's right. right. He's played eight games. He's, uh, yeah. Doing uh, pretty well. Picture at the back for them. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Well, and that was that was the thing that sort of made Montreal likable last year was like were these, you know, young Canadian players sort of like banding together and like performing really well and that sort of thing. So the ones that are still here are all pretty likable. Like you you wanna you wanna root for their success. Um they just they just happen to play for Montreal, which makes it more difficult. But individually <laughs> You know, I'm always like, yes, you can do well. I just want your team to fail. Which I realize doesn't really work very well in the spirit of competition, but whatever. True. True. Well, okay. Let's do predictions. How badly are Toronto going to get beaten on Saturday by Montreal? 3-0 3-0 Montreal. Reasonable? Uh, uh, 3-1 Montreal. 3-1 Montreal is mine as well. There's going to be a pity goal in there somewhere. Yes, nice. Oh, actually, no. You know what? Toronto's going to score first and then get demolished. That's what will happen. Either way, they're going to lose. So, <laughs> Yay, the positivity. Just flowing through us all. Oh, yeah. Feel it. Feel it, feel it. Feel the vibration. All right. Well, that's our show for this week. Um, please join us next week when we recap the Voyagers Cup quarterfinals. Woo-hoo. Uh, see how badly Toronto lost uh, against Montreal uh, and see what else is happening in the world of Canadian soccer that amuses us. Oh, and find out if any other MLS coaches lose their jobs. Dun, dun, dun. I have been joined by... Two of the three usual other panelists to be found out there on the Twitters at Duncan D. Fletcher, Mr. Duncan Fletcher. Hello. Out in the Twitterverse at Kitnerd Mark with a K, not a Q, Mr. Mark Hinckley. Thank you to everybody who continues to support our podcast via Patreon. We absolutely appreciate it. We still have shirts. You can find them on our Zazzle shop. Link is on our website, Vocal Minority CA. And I'm still putting these things up on YouTube. Someone's watching them. Thank you. If that's how you want to consume it, fill your boots. Thank you for thank you for uh, you know checking it out. It's the same as this. There's no visual, just but you know it's easier for you to YouTube it. YouTube it, and um, yeah, I'm, this is this is gonna be a long week. <sighs> You're gonna be a tired boy. Oh my god, I've got to like edit a podcast and put it out before I go to the first game tomorrow. So. <laughs> Fuck my life. Yay, football. So. Well, on that note, as for me, you can find me on the internet. Yes, the entire internet. At KZ Knowles, I have been your host, Christian Knowles. And until next week, Canada, get used to it.